You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. The Buffalo Bills overcame a rough start in some bad weather and a 20-3 deficit in the first half to come back and beat the Ravens 23-20. And now, my Buffalo Blues. Oh, Victory Monday. How sweet it is. Hey, everybody. Oh, it was a... uh... It was a stressful day there in the morning on Sunday, wasn't it? The good news is... I... Never really gave up hope in the first half, so... I wasn't, like, having an anxiety attack or anything. I did have to record the game, though, because... I had already... Committed to... Going out to, uh... Joint lunch. And... As much as I wanted to see the game, I knew full well that I was going to have to miss at least the second half. So it was a situation where I was definitely hoping that the Bills would be in full control at the half so I could leave and not think about it. But I could not wait to get home and throw on the second half of that game and sit back and see what happened. You know, it was it was messy out there. It was ugly in the first half. And before I get into some of the the game detail stuff, there was a lot of panic in the air early. A lot of immediate burning the house down type of feelings that I saw going around. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't pleased with the way that game started. Uh, I believe at some point I said it's a a Murphy's Law kind of day right now where everything that could go wrong is going to go wrong and is currently going wrong in this game. Uh, And Despite that, I knew that the Bills getting right and playing right wasn't that far off. I knew that the Ravens' defense wasn't really capable of stopping the Bills offense if the Bills got it together and it was a lot of mistakes that they needed to clean up and if they could do those things they could make it a competitive game and that's exactly what happened the Bills are a third quarter dominant team and if I'm not mistaken they haven't allowed a point at all in the third quarter. And, you know, with some of the defensive absences, it's something that eventually is probably going to get broken, but it's a good sign to see that despite everything that went wrong, they came out of the locker room and still answered the bell confidently in the third quarter and played their game in the third quarter. And, in fact, the Ravens didn't score in the whole second half. So props to the Bills' defense. 
they really were able to get some things in check and realistically the Ravens only had two good drives in the game. They had one early on their second touchdown after being gifted excellent field position on their first touchdown. Similar similar to last week against the Dolphins, turnover inside their own 10 when the Bills have the ball, opponent you know, cashes in on a short field, makes it stressful. Uh, The Ravens' other drive after that was a good drive, 15 plays, 81 yards, and, you know, that's 14 points right there. They tacked on a couple of field goals, so they had, like, a couple of decent drives, but the Bills' defense was starting to clamp down and learn what they wanted to do and how they wanted to approach and just staying disciplined against Lamar. But... I really was proud of this team. I know a lot of people were turning this game off early for their own mental health and, you know, whatever. That's fine. But I really wanted to see what this team was made of. I saw it last year. You know, it was kind of the same feeling, actually, at least amongst social media that we saw during the Tampa Bay game last year when the Bills were getting waxed in the first half of that game and things weren't going well and you know the fan base some members of the fan base obviously not all the fan base but uh plenty of people within the fan base saying that this team is not humble or hungry and they're playing like shit and they're not good and you know a lot of that stuff started to spill out and realistically this was all in the first quarter and You know, they play four quarters for a reason. So when all this stuff starts spilling out, you know, I know people are emotional. You don't like getting up in the morning and investing a lot into this team to watch them get their ass kicked and make a lot of mistakes in the first quarter, which they did. Um, But at the same time, there's a lot of football left. And I kept trying to, you know, put that out there. All they got to do is get a stop here, get some points here put the first half in the rearview mirror and this is a game and I had to walk out you know on this game at that point and I was just wondering what happened wondering what happened wondering what happened so I finally got to come home get my eyes on it late and man did I love seeing that oh oh boy that was great real legitimate joy coming from that because iron sharpens iron and you find out what kind of team you are when you face adversity. And I'm really glad to see that this team faced adversity in some less than desirable conditions for them and found a way to win and win ugly. And it doesn't matter. They don't have to win 41-7 every week. You know, they're not going to win every game that way. It would have been nice if they blew out the Ravens instead of, you know, giving everybody a panic attack. But you can win ugly, and it's still a win and I think it showed a lot about this team for them to win the game the way that they did. But let's uh, get into the game aspect of it a little bit. So a lot of teams are kicking off to the Bills to get their offense on the field first and take the ball at half. And I assume that's to negate the Bills probably having the possession lead at the half against most teams. Uh, and... You know, the Bills like to score first on uh, opening drives, and they've done it a lot. I think this is the first time in a while that they haven't scored a touchdown on their opening drive. And that's because they threw a pick on 
with the third play. Ran the ball once, threw a couple passes, no completions. And the interception was a, a weird one. Um, this is like two receivers in the same area. And it seemed like Dawson Knox didn't really know if he was the guy that was supposed to be getting the ball. I don't know if Josh even was throwing it to him. But Knox kind of made a move for it and then pulled away. And the ball got picked. He really wasn't within range of grabbing it unless he like really made a full effort. But I think he realized that, I think it was Crowder that was in the area with him, that he didn't know if the pass was to him. And he didn't want to like try and make a move on it if the ball was going elsewhere. So it was just a, a weird play, bad throw, bad play design, bad execution, bad all of those things. And that's why it was an interception. And that's why there was no completions on that drive. And the Ravens cash it in from four yards away after that and score an easy touchdown. And they're up 7-0. So it's like, okay, shake that one off. Not not that bad, right? Huge mistake. Down 7-0. Uh, down but got to figure that they're going to they're gonna right the ship after that. And they were able to get a field goal out of the next drive. But still, they you know didn't look particularly good on that drive. It's a drive where uh, McKenzie returned the opening kick. 42 yards so they start around midfield and in total they had six total plays and excuse me they had uh seven total plays ran it once called six pass plays only had two completions for 21 yards and one scramble for eight yards so not really click in there still you know still a lot of income still more incompletions than completions on that drive, but they get the field goal 7-3. Okay, not that bad. Then, going into the third possession, the Ravens have now scored off of their first real drive of the game, and it was a good drive. And they made it 14-3, so now the Bills like legitimately need an answer. I think, looking at what was happening in the first two drives, it was pretty clear that they were struggling with uh, catching the ball. And, you know, Josh Allen's got an arm. And if anything, if you're going to use baseball analogies, Josh Allen is a fastball pitcher. Uh, even his slider is still moving pretty fast if you, if you get the comparison. So heading into that third drive for the Bills, they run it on the first play. Don't really get a ton out of it. And they call a couple of pass plays. Only get a completion for 10 yards, so move the sticks, and then they pass on first down, pick up the first uh, on a 10-yard completion of Knox, and I think because of the weather, there was sort of an idea that they want to throw less to the outside, try to shorten the distance between Allen and his receivers, and get the ball into the hands of the running back a little bit more after those first two drives. And they may or may not have been trying to do that, but they gave it to Singletary on first and 10 from their own 32. And he actually like gets a nice little gain in the hole and uh, gets the ball ripped out. So receivers having trouble catching it, running back having trouble holding on to it. And all of a sudden there's flashbacks of when Motor couldn't stay on the field because of his fumbling issues and he essentially got benched a couple years ago because of that. 
Now he just gets benched to bring in Zach Moss for a one-yard gain every now and then. So if you were going to bench him, this was probably the time. But it was just another reminder that the conditions aren't good and the Bills have to figure out how to deal with that. Now, I would have thought that pregame, they would have understood that it's sloppy out there and that they don't want to come out and be throwing the ball all the time. But already in the first three drives of the game, they've got... 10 passes and three carries so they're already full steam ahead throwing the ball even though they're not having success and I know the Ravens are weak there but it's something that I would have liked to see them adjust the game plan on sooner and they may have very well been trying on this drive to establish the run and you know if he doesn't fumble there and they go down the field and it's a good possession and they make it 14-10 like it's probably a very different conversation but it just wasn't looking good and then once you fumble the ball there it's like okay now they're really not going to trust you after that but I digress turn it over Ravens get the field goal off of it then the Bills have a quick three and out they tried to run on that drive they came out and they ran the ball twice for five yards and had one completion and end up uh, punting on a fourth and one from their own 34 so this is a not I guess not a time to be aggressive there but realistically the third and one here with Zach Moss and the fans have taken to nicknaming him no gain which is not the kind of nickname you want to have as a running back. And for me, it's something that I've been watching all of this season, something I watched very closely last season. The Bills are in a weird limbo when they're in third and one running situations because when they're in third and short and they telegraph run, they almost never get it and this situation pops up, they get hit for no gain, it becomes fourth down, and now they punt, and then the blame sort of gets placed on them not being able to play power football in a short yardage situation. So I'll be curious to see moving forward if they're going to start to maybe spread things out in some of those situations, uh, three, four wide receiver sets, and hand off inside there and just hope that the running back can fall behind one lineman maybe winning a matchup and get that yard because when they line up in a heavy set and they're telling the defense hey we're gonna get this or we're gonna run the ball right here in the middle of the defense they almost never get it and that's a huge problem it it tells me that the Bills offensive line cannot play power football if they can't get a yard And just like philosophy-wise, if you are unable to line up and just get a yard because you you don't have any push up front, that's going to be a problem because you don't necessarily always want to pass there. So that's why I'm curious to see how things shake out. If I'm Dorsey, I would probably start at least telling the defense that we're going to pass there personnel wise because hey the bills love passing so might as well anyway and then use that little inside handoff or go to an rpo look that has maybe a bubble screen to the wide receiver or some some movement flashing across like a jet sweep or something like that just 
something where you can spread the defense out a little bit and then your ball carrier can hopefully use their athleticism or their power in Zach Moss's case to just take on one guy and win that one battle. Because collectively, the Bills front in short yardage running dominant situations are not winning those exchanges. And so they punt there. Baltimore comes out and adds on another field goal and they put together an 11 play 38 yard drive and it was a good stop for the bills to to hold them there to get it to fourth and nine and then eventually get a penalty and have tucker come out and kick a 50 uh, one yard field goal big win for them and it's something that they needed desperately because if that becomes a 24 to 3 game at that point you know not that it's really that much different but based on the final score you know that wouldn't have been a win for the bills but the bills you know we'll get there um so anyway they they hold to a field goal there but then they come out and they go three and out again and that's a situation where they come out call three pass plays after the run didn't get them what they wanted in the last drive so they're like all right well we're abandoning that now we're going straight to the pass and one completion for seven yards and they punt again so nothing is really working here and the one catch uh that crowder made for seven yards and then incomplete to cook another that was a screen where they tried to get it to him he dropped it uh he i think hit crowder in the hands on third and three as well so realistically you know this is a hard ball to catch it's being seen at every level of their offense at this point and you know after they punt it's okay can they hold here and they did and this was a big big moment in the game because it's 20 to 3 a lot of people are changing the channel a lot of people are just leaving this game behind because they're not liking what they see and for me i didn't like it either but i did see that it wasn't necessarily as bad as the score was indicating it's not like they were just getting the ball driven down the field on them repeatedly it's not like there was no explanation for why they were dropping passes and you know so I I did see light there but sometimes when there's light at the end of the tunnel it's a train and this was still at the point where you didn't know if it was daylight or you didn't know if it was going to be the train so the bills coming out and being able to get the Ravens off the field in three plays was massive. They forced the punt and the Bills um, started at their own 24 with just inside of two minutes left in the first half. And so this is a moment where they absolutely have to get points. And I was on my way kind of out the door as they got the ball here. And I think one of the last things I tweeted was finally got that stop gotta go get points here and then get to the locker room forget the first half and realize that there's still a lot of game left and they'll be all right and i was able to watch them at least put this drive together and it was a a very impressive drive considering what had transpired to that point they only ran the ball once and allen uh well he, they called 10 pass plays, and he scrambled once for nine yards. So realistically, he threw it nine times, but completed six, to the, six of those for 63 yards. 
So already this drive is better than all of their other five drives put together. And, you know, I think it was a moment where this team realized as well that the game was on the line for them and they needed to at least get points going into the half. Because even 20-6, to it's a two-touchdown game and it's not completely out of reach. Uh, But they needed something. And for me, I said they needed they needed something to just like feel the pulse because if they can feel the pulse then they'll know that they're still in it but if they come out here and it's a a fumble or an interception or something terrible again then they're in big trouble heading into the half but credit to them Allen hits Davis for 13 yards to start he hits McKenzie for five hits Diggs who gets interfered with but they decline it because of the 17 yard gain Allen scrambles for nine, and at that point, you know, they're already in Baltimore territory. It's second and one at the Baltimore 32, and you heard what I said earlier about what do they do in situations where they line up to convert short yardage running situations. Well, they go no huddle shotgun, and Allen goes incomplete to McKenzie on that play. So it's a dead dead, uh, dead clock at that point. Uh, third and one at the 32. And if you go back to what I said about them starting to needing to run out of other formations on third and short that's what they did here they go shotgun hand the ball to singletary up the middle who goes off the left tackle for four yards to get that first down so there you go third and one passing formation you spread them out you let singletary win one battle you let your lineman you know have a five on four up front and just get the yard and just move the chains get a new set of downs and don't worry about the how long the run is or what kind of success you're having on the ground just convert it and move on so they get to first and eight at the 28 allen incomplete out of shotgun again second and 10 he finds singletary over the middle for a 14 yard gain so one of the important things on this drive that showed me philosophy wise what dorsey and mcdermott wanted to do is that even after singletary fumbled they trusted that he was going to get it back for him and they had faith in him to come out and execute and he has two big plays on this drive and after he converted that uh, 14 yarder it's first and 10 at the 14 bills take their timeout about 30 seconds left and allen goes incomplete to Diggs. he hits Knox. I think he I think this play hits Diggs in the hands too at the goal line. It looked like, you know, this is a play that Stefan Diggs catches 99 times out of 100. So when you look at the circumstances in this game and you see the weather, it was definitely impacting them because it wasn't just Crowder, it wasn't just the running backs trying to catch it out of the backfield. This is their best player, one of the best receivers in the league, has the ball zip right through his hands. So take that into account but they uh they line up in shotgun again this time he finds Knox, who picks up 10 and gets the first down at the four yard line and then they run a very similar play to the play they were looking to convert against miami that allen threw in the dirt and this time he finds mckenzie on that little flat route uh for the easy touchdown so it's 20 to 10 going into the half 10 point game considering they've turned the ball over two times at that point punted twice and really nothing was going well for the offense up until that last drive that was a big big time score and they weren't getting the ball back so they had to come out and do 
what they needed to do on defense. And so some of those uh, drives at the end of the first half where they held the Ravens to field goals were, impor- were important for that reason. Uh, and they come out and they get a three and out to start the second half. It comes after a false start, sets them up first and 15 already for the Ravens. So not good. Incomplete to uh, Bateman, then incomplete to Andrews, incomplete to uh, short run. Oh, Edmonds got his hands on it. Sorry. So it goes from first and 15 to fourth and 15. They don't even get a yard. And surprisingly, the Ravens, one of the best running teams in football, don't run the ball once up 10 to start the second half against a team whose offense has struggled. So that's something where they're going to have to look in the mirror and ask themselves, why do we come out passing on every down in this situation? That's not our bread and butter. I mean, Lamar's good. Of course he's good. But, you know, the Ravens are a running football team. Lamar's a running quarterback. Either him or one of the running backs got to put the ball on the ground and try and get something there in one of those possessions. But anyway, they wanted to give the the ball back to the Bills. That's what it was. They felt like, you know what? It's time for us to make some mistakes that the Bills were making in the first half. And they did. And they give the ball back to the Bills. And their first possession of the second half, they ran the ball, excuse me, three times, which is already half the amount of carries that they had in the whole first half. So that commitment to the run that wasn't there early in the game, uh, it wasn't there early in the game last week either, just kind of abandon it. Uh, so in this game where it's a close game and the weather conditions are bad, you want to run the ball. So they ran it three times for 23 yards. Uh, they ended up calling six pass plays, didn't have a single completion. Allen went 0 for 3, but he scrambled three times for 32 yards. So technically those count as rushing yards, but those are passing plays. So it's a little bit of both. Um, they end up getting 56 yards out of the drive. Uh, they end up kicking a field goal there to make it 2013, get it within a score. But the play of this drive is a third and five fumble uh, under center. Allen fumbles it and loses four yards on the fumble, but then picks it up and gets an eight yard gain out of it. And that's just one of those moments where like, you know, what can, what can you do if you're Baltimore and you got this guy breathing down on you? They were still in a situation where they were in a fourth and one after that. But if they're in third and long, you know, it's a much different story because they're third and long outside of the Baltimore 30 with uh, a long field goal in the rain that is doable, but not ideal. Sets them up at fourth and one. And again, so what do they want to do here on fourth and one short yardage situation? They bring in Bobby Hart as a tight end here. So they're showing power. So they're using a little bit of deception here and they call a pass play and they let Allen scramble for four yards to pick up the first down. He ends up going, you know, incomplete, incomplete, incomplete on the way in and they kick the 39 yard field goal. But I liked how they handled the fourth and short. I like seeing his, you know, playmaking skill to get them to that fourth and short situation. And I really like that they went back to the run game. I know it wasn't the most successful, but Singletary started. Uh, he, well, Allen had a scramble for 20 yards to start, but Singletary had a carry for uh, 18 yards and another carry for nine yards on the next two plays. 
So that really took them from midfield into Baltimore territory, well into field goal range. And he, he ended up losing yards on uh, his third carry. But again, it showed me that they, they understood what was happening, that they trusted their guy to continue to play well in those situations rather than just bail on him and, uh, you know, give it to someone else who's not going to do anything with it. So they get the field goal and then they force another punt. So the Ravens come out, they get five plays out of it and the Bills defense all of a sudden looking pretty good. Looking like they have Lamar in check. Looks like they've figured out what they want to do with uh, bracketing Andrews and just forcing Lamar to have to hit some throws to some of his other receivers. And all of a sudden, the elements are starting to mess with the Ravens now. They're having issues getting their hands on balls and securing catches. So, you know, it's a fourth and eight and they punt. And now it's 20 to 13. The Bills have the ball and it's, you know, a little past midway in the third quarter at that point. And this drive they come out and i mean they throw first because they like to do that and that's fine and he hits digs for a big 23 yard gain to get him out close to midfield at the 43 and then uh find singletary again so again not quitting on singletary involving him in the pass game he's definitely their best pass catcher he's their best blocking running back as well too so you got to keep him on the field and then uh he has a run on first down for three yards so nothing major but still doing his thing on third and seven there was a drop to davis and it was a similar type of drop if i'm remembering the play correctly it was along the left sideline but it was basically the same kind of drop he had on the touchdown in miami where he got the ball brought it to his body and then just sort of like fumbled the possession against his chest and didn't maintain possession going out of bounds so it was just interesting to see that it was that same type of catch hugged up against the sideline where you know Gabe was Mr. Toe Drag Swag last year so I don't know if it's like the ankles bothering him and he's worrying about having to like get his foot down um, I don't know if it was the conditions because it wasn't the conditions last week so something's up but incomplete and Allen has to find McKenzie over the middle and he takes a shot to the head and he's out of the game. And, you know, it's not the most vicious shot I've ever seen, but with concussions and what we've seen, um, I'm glad that they took him out. I'm glad that they put him in concussion protocol and that he didn't come back into that game. So I don't know if Crowder had been injured yet, but uh, Shakir comes into the game. He must have been, Crowder must have been injured before this happens, but I can't actually find the play listed where he got hurt um but he he broke his ankle and i didn't see exactly what happened i saw him go down and i saw him get taken off the field and he was sitting on the ground they were looking at his leg but it turns out that he has a broken ankle so i don't know how long he's out but that's a problem the good news is they had to bring in khalil shakir to get his first snaps and his first like full-time nfl action on a second and ten at the Baltimore 32, they run a screenplay for him. And, man, he, he turned it out, too. Got 14 out of it. Um, he showed good acceleration to catch the ball out of his break and to actually just survive getting tackled in the backfield on a you know aggressive Baltimore pursuit. And then he showed really nice wiggle, 
to make a guy miss. And then he showed that straight line speed and picked up the first down. And it was uh, it was refreshing to see that, okay, you know, he doesn't have the experience of the other two guys, but he's he's got juice. And you always want guys with juice. And so after that, first and 10, Baltimore 18, Allen, uh, he keeps it for seven. And he's putting the team on his back at this point with all, when you know, with two of his slot receivers injured and just it being tough to catch in general. And he takes this ball, keeps it to the left, finds the edge, and breaks the plane for the touchdown. And it's, you know, big man football there. And Josh is showing you exactly what he's made of. And he ties the game. So it's it's 2020. Well, Bass ties the game with the extra point, but it's 2020 there. And then, you know, I think the momentum is just swinging so heavily in the Bills' favor at that point. Uh, the defense is starting to thrive off of it because they've had success at this point in the second half. They've gotten some punts. They've gotten a three and out. And now they're starting to feel confident. And there was a, there was a play on this Baltimore drive where Lamar Jackson rolled out and it looked like he picked up the first down. Even on replay, it looked pretty clearly like he got it, and they ruled it short even after the replay. So, you know, I didn't want the game to swing on a bad call, and it was a bad call, but they converted the fourth and one, so, you know, the drive kept going, and it wasn't this thing of, oh, this is the reason that, you know, the Bills won was because of this. And... So they pick up the first down, they snuck it up the middle, got it. But then two plays later, three plays later, uh, Lamar Jackson looking for Mark Andrews, and he's picked off by Poyer at midfield. And, you know, you're starting to see that all of the stuff that the Bills were dealing with in the first half uh, is legitimate. So anyway, that pick sets him up at midfield. It's beautiful. They get the ball at midfield? Couldn't ask for anything more in a game that's tied 20 to 20, starting the third quarter. But you know what? It wasn't meant to be on that drive. They give the ball to Zach Moss and he gets a yard. Allen goes incomplete to Diggs. And then he's sacked for 12 yards. Good news though is that was the only sack of the game. And keeping Josh upright and letting him continue to play is one of the biggest keys to the Bills winning football games. When he's under pressure and he's getting hit and he's getting sacked and you're investing in his decision making and his playmaking to be a difference maker for you, you got to keep him on his feet. And so yes, it was bad in that moment, but considering that's the only sack of the game, I'll take it. Wasn't ideal at the time, but you know, there's still about 14 minutes left in the game at that point. So even if the Ravens were to score, the Bills would still get the ball back with a chance. And you know, that's really all I ask for is that the team has a chance to win the game. I know they're not gonna win every game. That would be great. But what I really want is just them to have a chance. I want the, their destiny to be in their hands. And it ended up that way, but it was looking a little dicey there for a minute. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. The Ravens put together a 14-play, 93-yard drive 
They took nine minutes off the clock, and they got down to the Buffalo one-yard line. It was first and goal at the 10, and they connected with Duvernay for nine, so they're at the one. And then looked like they were just going to run the ball in because, you know, that's what the Ravens do, but, hey, Bills are ready for it. And Milano came up with a three-yard loss, three-yard tackle for loss on Dobbins. And so that's third and four, and... You know, similar to what the Bills want to do in third and short. Like, you got a mobile quarterback. You got a guy who can use his legs to score and keep the defense off balance. But Bills are ready for that, too. And DeMar Hamlin came up and made a stop and held Lamar to two yards. So now it's fourth and goal at the Buffalo 2. There's four minutes, 15 seconds left in the game. And the Ravens decide that they want to pass here. So... It's a situation where Harbaugh could kick the field goal and give them a three-point lead, but give the Bills offense needing only a field goal to tie, touchdown to win, give them the ball back with about four minutes. So he doesn't like that. And, you know, I like the aggressiveness. The, The play call was a little strange, but, you know, I won't complain because... It ended in another Jordan Poyer interception. And I hope his incentive deal that he signed has something to do with total amount of interceptions because he's playing like it. He's got four in three games. Well, he's only played in three. There's been four. Excuse me. There's been four games. He's got four interceptions in the three games that he's actually played in. Thank you for staying with me as I fumbled that entire stat line. Anyway... Fourth and goal at the Buffalo to uh, Lamar's under pressure. He rolls out right. It looks like he was trying to hit Andrews, but it says the pass was intended for Duvernay. They're both kind of in the corner of the end zone. But Lamar's running backwards at this point, and he's under pressure. He's on. He's moving away from the end zone, and he's trying to hit like a LeBron James-type fadeaway shot here. And it just hangs up too long, and Poyer is able to get position, and he gets in front of the ball and picks it off. And now the Bills have the ball. Touchback moves into the 20, and they get to it. It's not, I mean, yeah, it is their best drive of the game. I'll say that, because it's 12 plays, 77 yards, and it wins the game. But they, they had good balance here. They called five passes. They called six runs on this interestingly enough but the passes that they connected on were big Uh, i don't think josh had an incompletion on this drive either he had a scramble for seven yards four completions on five pass plays 49 yards and they didn't really run the ball that effectively because you know they only had 11 yards on six carries but two of those were uh negative plays uh there were kneel downs at the end but to set up the field goal and one of them was josh just crossing that line to pick up a first down so you know regardless they they did what they were supposed to do in the situation they were supposed to do it but he hit digs on a four yarder to start he hit singletary or excuse me hands off to singletary for four yards and then hits knocks for 20 so they're at midfield after three plays and then josh uses his legs gets seven goes short to shakir for nine false start sets him back a little bit um and this is a first and 15 after the false start. And I have mixed feelings about this play because 
they flagged uh, Stevens on the Ravens for roughing the passer, and I don't know why. I'll take it, but it's not a call that in a vacuum I liked because this is a play where Josh is throwing kind of like out to the flat right. He's throwing to Singletary. He would come out of the backfield, and he gets the ball away, and Stevens is on him at that point. And, you know, just in terms of timing, it didn't look like it was a late hit, and it didn't look like it was a hit to Josh's head. But in very closely examining the replay... There, as soon as the contact is made in Josh's like chest, high shoulder area, he whips his head back as if he was hit in the face or in the head, and the flag comes out. Now, I, if I were a Ravens fan, I would be pissed because oh, it's borderline he baited the call because they didn't say that it was a hit to the head of the quarterback. They just said it was roughing the passer. So it looks like because of him selling the hit that he <laughs> that he got the call. And I know some people call me crazy, but I've seen Josh Allen do it before many times. Um, there will be plays where he's running up the right sideline and he's throwing the ball downfield and someone will touch him and he'll fall dramatically and the flag will come out. So, look, in terms of being a field general and understanding the game and knowing that you need to do what you need to do when you need to do it to win, it's very smart. Um, In terms of him being a big, strong guy and baiting a foul flopping I mean he got hit legitimately got hit Um, but the head movement was I think what sold it so I would just be curious to talk to the referee after that play and see if they called it a a late hit because the ball was already away and because Stevens had squared him up before making contact or if they threw the flag because they viewed it as forcible contact to the head and neck area because if that's the case, I didn't see it in the replay. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Doesn't mean that it, it wasn't legitimate. But based on what I've seen before, Josh will take a free 15 yards when it's available. And that was a moment where it took them from the 41 to the 26. You know, as a Bills fan, I want them to win. So I'm, I'm not upset with it, but in terms of just me watching it as a football fan, eh, borderline. But you know what? Doesn't matter. The flag came out. There was a play earlier in the game where they went low on Josh and they didn't call it. So redemption call, makeup calls happen in sports, you know. So maybe the universe just balanced itself out that way. Um, but... They they had a first and ten. Singletary loses a yard, and then Josh goes right back to him on the pass and hits him for sixteen. So it's first and ten at the Baltimore eleven at that point, and it's inside the two minute warning. Baltimore's got one timeout left, and 
they're going to run the ball again here. So they give it to Singletary, and he gets eight yards. And there's a moment where there's some miscommunication, I guess, on the Baltimore sideline, maybe, because they didn't seem to know whether or not they should let him score or whether they should tackle him. And I know Singletary, like, got tackled legitimately. He didn't just slide or anything, but it looked like he knew that he needed to slow down and just let the contact come to him. And it was the right play, and we saw it in the Cleveland and Jets game, you know, a couple weeks ago where Nick Chubb scores and the Jets managed to find a way to win that game, but that forces Baltimore to burn their last time out. Josh Allen, you know, converts on a, a short little two-yard gain, gives them first down with the clock running, takes a couple of knees, and then it just sets up a T-Bass for the game winner. And that's it. So, all in all, interesting game, good gutsy performance. Uh, Singletary finished with 11 carries for 49 yards, so not spectacular, but that's above four a carry. So despite fumbling and despite like not looking super impressive, uh, his yards per carry was decent. It was Allen's 11 carries for 70 yards that made the difference. Uh, but passing-wise, it was not a good day. 19 of 36 for 213 with a touchdown and a pick. Only got sacked the one time, which was big, and uh, had the rushing touchdown. And in a lot of Bills' losses, they have a combination of either getting run all over, which did happen to them in this game because of Lamar Jackson. Uh, he had 73, Justice Hill had 45, Dobbins had 41, and they had 162 as a team on 33 carries, so that's a lot. But, you know, 73 of that is Lamar, so just, you know, you can only contain him so much. But a lot of the time when the Bills have lost over the last few years, it's because they can't stop the run. And then in the process of trying to deal with that, they get sacked a lot. So this is a situation where they were able to keep Allen upright and give him and the offense a chance to win. Uh, Mike Milano played great. I'm surprised they even sacked Lamar twice in this game, but uh, there were some good ones. Von Miller came up with one. Daquan Jones and Greg Rousseau had a half. And they had five tackles for losses, which is really the biggest thing because you saw it against even a team like Tennessee, like the Bills operating in the backfield and being able to like take away the run and force them to throw into their good secondary is where the Bills make their money on defense. It's they're it's very similar to what the Seahawks like to do uh, when they had Michael Bennett and Frank Clark and they had that ridiculous Legion of Boom defense. It's like they're they would shut down the run just like you don't have a choice you're forced to throw and they know you're going to be throwing most of the time and then you're letting some really good defensive players and a good pass rush uh have the upper hand so it was good to see the bills defense play this way despite the injuries good to see dane jackson out there um healthy playing well came up with three tackles himself kair e elam played well uh poyer obviously played awesome but demar hamlin played really nicely too um Edmonds made some really nice uh, open field tackles against Lamar had two tackles for losses Milano had two tackles for losses so that's that's big stuff right there um, and it's a kind of gut check game where a lot of things aren't going right and you got to look in the mirror and look at each other in the locker room and figure out you know how are we going to win this game and you know in the in the post game 
speech where they brought uh, Alan in to kind of not lead the talk, but give his closing statements. He basically said, doesn't matter if, you know, we win by one or a thousand. We just got to find a way to get the fucking job done. And that's exactly what they did. So, hell yeah, go Bills. Um, I think that's it. I don't know that I have a lot else to add on this game. Um, good to see that they were able to manage the elements. Good to see that they didn't quit on the ground game. Good to see that they started to utilize some spread and shotgun formations to convert some rushing plays on third down. Good to see a lot of things. That's all I can say. And it was good to leave the game at the half, record it, come back, you know, around dinner time, put that game on, and uh, watch that comeback. Good times. I love it. Victory Monday is great. The Bills moved to three and one. They technically are behind the Dolphins on top of the AFC East. They are tied atop the AFC with the Chiefs as well. So, you know, they're right where they want to be. Um, and they go to play the Steelers next week. And the Steelers don't look good at all. So, hopefully 4-1 and one coming out of next week. But, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And I'll be right back here in the booth doing this again after the Steelers game. So... Thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, take care. Be well. Go Bills. Thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to this episode. I know you've got a lot of choices when it comes to your Bills Mafia content. And I still believe word of mouth is the best way to help. So if you enjoyed what I'm doing, please tell somebody. But liking and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts also helps out too. This show is an extension of thescheist.com, and you can contact me at info at or at scheistpodcast on Twitter. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills. Bills.